Hello and welcome to Matali is Confused. This is Matalia and this episode is a day late. I was going to record yesterday. I was going to record yesterday, um, but then I just didn't. I didn't want to. I knew I should, but I didn't want to. And usually I overcome that. I, I usually find like a, an, a zone where I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to do it. It didn't come yesterday and I excused myself. And my reasoning for excusing myself was if I don't want to do it, then it won't be as good. But today I want to do it. So everything worked out. So apologies for it being a day late, but it's going to be better than if I had done it yesterday. And that sounds like a rationalization and it probably is. But fuck it. I'm sticking with it. Uh, I don't know where to start. Um, <clears throat> I guess just start with the thing that everyone is always talking about, myself included, and that is COVID-19. COVID-19 is uh, just every day getting, getting um, worse, which is unbelievably depressing which i talked about last week everywhere else in the world almost almost every single other place in the world is doing better than us actually every single place is doing better than us there are other places that are doing badly and uh but not as badly as we are um we're doing so badly that you start we've started to hear uh Trump's rhetoric on it change a little bit. He was talking about how um, it's a choice and we don't, I don't want to wear one. I'm not going to make people wear them at my rallies and all that shit. Then he started to change his tune about how he actually likes the way he looks. He thinks he looks like the Lone Ranger, which I mean, I, I think that was a joke. It's hard to tell with him because I think this is something I've talked about before. He doesn't ever ever laugh if you can find a clip of him laughing at something send it to me and i will talk about it and talk about how i was wrong and i don't mean smiling at something he said or like that smile he does in that video that he's with jeffrey epstein uh that like dirtbag cocksure asshole smile he does that like when he at his rallies when he's talking about whatever the fuck about lock her up or, or, or the Kung flu, whatever ridiculous thing he's saying he'll do. He did it when he did, when he made fun of Marco Rubio, which was the one time I liked it. The one, the one thing he's ever done that I liked, uh, was before he was even president when he was back, when he would like talk shit about the other Republicans he was running against. I really liked that lion Ted <sighs> and little Marco. And he he made fun of Marco Rubio, who is little Marco forever to me. Uh, and the way there was one year where every time there's a state of the union, whichever party is in power, the other opposing party has like a response to it. Also televised. Uh, there's no audience or anything. It's like in their governor's mansion or whatever the fuck. Uh, and it's just like a, 
a rebuttal from the the opposing party. And when Obama, I don't remember what year it was, but one year when he gave the State of the Union, <clears throat> Rubio, who at the time was considered like the rising star within the Republican Party. In fact, he was at the time they were the Republicans were still thinking that their way to victory was to find their version of Obama, which to their eye was like someone younger, someone, uh, you know, some, some, some kind of like a attractive candidate, you know, people were talking about Rubio and like Nikki Haley and shit. And they were, there were all these other people who were in the mix, but he was like, at the time he was the one that was going to be, their version of Obama. Obviously, that didn't end up happening. <laughs> Trump is not their version of Obama. But anyway, um, Rubio gave his rebuttal on air, and I watched it. And it's actually the only... Uh, uh, I'm so happy about this, but it's the only one of those that I've watched from any any party. Uh, Stacey Abrams did it, I think, in 2018. Um. And I didn't watch that. I don't watch the State of the Union either. Anytime I think I'm going to watch the State of the Union, whether it's Obama, Bush, Trump, I, I'll start watching it. And then like 90 seconds in, become so unbelievably depressed and anxious that I'll change it. But even if I'm like planning on watching it, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to watch the State of the Union for the next hour or whatever the fuck. It's a 90-second limit, basically, and then I'm out. I just can't do it. It's just so deeply upsetting. I don't give a fuck who's giving the State of the Union. I hate it. Um, I don't know what that says about the Union or the state of it, but it's the fucking truth. Anyway, when Rubio did this, when little Marco did this, he... And I urge you all to watch this if you haven't seen it. You might have actually seen the GIFs and memes from it because it was so fucking ridiculous. But I was watching it live, and as I was watching it, I was thinking, this is fucking unbelievable. I was watching it with a buddy of mine, and I was like, I was like standing up, like jumping up and down, yelling about how, how ridiculous it was. And he was dying. I was dying. It, it, was, it was unbelievable television. But he, he was, he was parched. It was as if he smoked the fattest fucking blunt right before it started. And he just had dry mouth. And he, he, but this was evident because he was like doing weird shit with his mouth. Like after every fucking statement, you know. And it got to the point where. And and the shot wasn't wasn't helping him out in 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 this regard. He it was like a he was standing. He wasn't sitting, uh, or there was and there was also like no real podium in front of him. So there was no real place for him to hide, uh, and so there was no water in front of him. Uh, so like nothing you've ever seen. To pull uh, a line from Trump, it was like nothing you've ever seen. Ruby, little Marco, like dipped. It was so bitch. It was so bitch. 
but he dipped off camera and like bent at the knee, but kept facing the camera. So it was super awkward. And he grabbed a little mini, also Sibich, bottle of water and sipped it. And it, it was unforgettable television because it was by far the most Sibich thing I've ever seen any politician do in the history of politics. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the one time, the one thing Trump ever did that I liked, which again was when he was running for president, it wasn't when he was president, was when he he did a thing like he 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 he, he said, oh, "Oh, I'm Rubio," and and like took a bottle of water and pretended to drink it like he was a bitch, and the crowd went wild like they always do, like it's a fucking WWE event, which. By the way, Trump has done those, and so he's experienced in that realm. He wasn't an experienced politician, but he was an experienced WWE performer. And it showed, because he acted like that in the run-up, and he still does. But when he did it, he did it, the crowd erupted, and then he did this little victory lap, and he did that shitty little asshole smile thing that he does. But that's still not a laugh. The guy doesn't laugh and if you needed more evidence that he was a sociopath you don't you don't need more evidence because you have plenty because you can look at him once talk for five seconds and know that that's a sociopath you just can do that it doesn't require any clinical observation beyond that it doesn't require a professional discerning eye he is a sociopath and that is evident within five seconds of watching him um, sociopaths don't laugh unless it's to try to get something, but he doesn't, he doesn't even go that far. He's just, if you can find a clip, a video of him laughing, not smiling, not smiling at his own joke, but laughing, send it to me and I'll fucking eat crow. But yeah, I actually, f- uh, I don't remember exactly how I strayed onto that, but what I was going to talk about was the COVID thing and how cases are going up and 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 up basically in every, almost every state. Um, and... Oh yeah, it was the Lone Ranger mask thing. Yeah, now and then and then after he made that fucking stupid ass comment that maybe was a joke, but who knows? Um, <clears throat> he was spotted, photographed wearing a mask. Um, so he he he's even lightening up on his rhetoric. Um, but it's been I've been thinking about this lately and how confusing it all is how confusing the messaging is and has been from the very beginning going from we have it totally under control in February saying things like we have one case and it's totally under control uh, from de- and then consistent denial up to the point where he couldn't deny it anymore and then shut the country down for like eight hours which obviously wasn't enough and the proof that that wasn't enough is look at everything now 
He wanted to open up by Easter. Everybody was in a rage. He extended it a little bit. And then by the end of April, it was all back to business. The country was back open and the floodgate was open and the virus fucking hammered everybody. And his approval ratings have gone down. His approval rating among Republicans has gone way down. Older, non-college educated white voters are leaving his, basically, his base is starting to peel off. And I think I've said this before, but all, all, there is no ideology behind him. It's not like if Ted Cruz won. There would have been a, at least a guiding principle of far-right conservatism if Ted Cruz won the presidency. I would hate him, but there would be a guiding ideology, a guideology, if it was Ted Cruz or pretty much any one of the other candidates, but it wasn't. It was Donald Trump. And the only ideology is whatever is his whim at that given moment. And you can kind of vaguely boil those things down to a few certain kind of tenet-ish things, but not really. All he really wants to do is win. And so, obviously, if he looks at the writing on the wall and it's clear that his rhetoric, rhetoric, rhetoric on masks is not helping him and causing even his staunchly supportive, endlessly supportive base is starting to slowly be chipped at. Again, not through anything Biden's doing besides sitting on his fucking ass in his basement, only because of what he's doing. He's starting to soften up and change it a little bit. And then there was also this thing he was trying to... The White House released some statement denouncing and smearing Anthony Fauci, the head of... Is it the CDC? I don't know. He's like the main health advisor to the past seven presidents or something. Um... And he's the guy basically in charge of preventing infectious diseases and educating the public and advising the White House. And the White House put out some fucking statement, just like pulling, cherry picking things he said and then illustrating how they ended up being wrong. Obviously, I mean, not obviously, but I think that I think he did say some things that were wrong. But a lot of the shit that they pointed out was actually out of context and not really the full the full view of what he said but even if it was why are they doing that the confusion is what i'm getting at the confusion of the message you'll even have like um the white house issue guidelines on what states should do and then you'll have trump talk and be like it's over we won. We defeated the virus. We defeated the China virus, whatever the fuck he's calling it now. And it's like, well, then why the fuck did the, did, did the house you live in give guidelines that are way stricter than what you're talking about? The CDC, Robert Redfield, will come out with the fucking uh, um, guidelines for going back to school. 
And then he'll be like, no, those are too strict. The CDC is going to change them. And then Robert Redfield's like, we're not changing these. And then Trump's like, well, we're not going to give states money if they don't go let kids back to school. I've never been happier to not be a parent. I'm, uh, every day of my life, I'm happy I'm not a parent. But right now, God, I mean, how fucking uncertain is everything right now? You just can't even get a clear thing. You can't even get a clear fucking anything. And then you got some states, like I was saying, Florida is, is, is the epicenter right now. That fucking idiot governor. Actually, did one cool thing, but that was, was unrelated to the virus. He's letting student athletes in Florida make money off of endorsement deals, which is the thing that should have been done forever ago. Colleges are the ones that really don't want that, even though it wouldn't be them paying the athletes. <clears throat> anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the way he's handled this. Early on in April, everyone was criticizing the way he was handling the virus. And he turned it into, we're doing great. It just doesn't fit the media narrative. So you guys aren't being honest about it. And there's like there's a couple different clips of him just being like in like bitch ass outbursts of being like, you guys like to wax poetic about how Florida was going to be the next hotspot. We were going to be the new Italy in two weeks. We were going to be the new New York in two weeks. Well, it's eight weeks later and look at us now. And he sticks his arm out, arms out like he's like, meanwhile, he has the world's weirdest body. But that's a topic for another day. He looks like one of those guys in, uh, maybe it's not a topic for another day. Maybe it's a topic for today. He looks like one of those guys in fucking Beetlejuice at the end with the head, the shrunken head and like the massive body. Anyway, when he did the arms out thing, it looked like he was an inflatable doll reaching maximum uh, inflation. But anyway, he was like, he couldn't have set himself up worse for if Florida ended up getting bad. That clip was like gonna be just gonna be on steady rotation everywhere. And now it is. Because Florida, uh, to put in perspective how fucking badly Florida is doing right now, if they were a country, they'd have the fourth most cases. I think I saw today, or maybe it was yesterday, like a hundred thousand new cases or something. And it was like, um, where were your guys' questions in May? You guys weren't asking me anything about coronavirus in May. No one seemed to care, you know? Like basically saying it's not all his fault. You were being asked questions in May, man. You're just a bad fucking governor. And I know people in Florida. And they're fucking scared. A lot of them are fucking Republicans.
which is fine to be a Republican, but to, to be a Republican and not be like, damn, my governor's fucking up is annoying. The ki- that kind of intransigence, that kind of team sport shit is annoying. Like I live in California. Newsom was doing, it seemed like he was doing a good job. Now cases are going up like fucking crazy. And it's clear we opened too soon. Now, I like Newsom. Did he fuck this up? Yeah. No problem saying that. He just did. California's fucked right now. California is almost as bad as Texas and Florida right now. I think those are the three big fuck-ups at the moment. And, and Arizona, actually. And then there's uh, the fucking governor in Georgia, um, Brian Kemp, I believe is his name. <sighs> the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha... Fuck. Oh, something bottoms or something. She's got like a hyphenated last name. She's cool. I like her a lot. And she was going to shut down Georgia or not Georgia, Atlanta. And then Brian Kemp signed an executive order at the state, at the, at the governor, at the level of the governor saying anything that deviates in terms of harsher or less harsh mandates on masks and how having to wear them in public. Anything that deviates from what he says is now not allowed. So any local government inside of Georgia can't deviate from his mandate, which is just guidelines. This is why Atlanta is getting fucking crushed. So that's fucking cool. Got some cool fucking governors right now. There's one cool governor, Larry Hogan in Maryland. Uh, he is a Republican. He wrote, uh, if you're interested, he wrote an, uh, an op-ed today in the Washington Post, which I read. It's, I mean, it's, he's just fucking... And he has a firsthand view of this. I mean, he's a governor. He's talked to Trump and Pence and all this shit. And he actually says Pence's Pence has been great about it, he says. And yet the president sends these fucking insane messages and punishes governors that don't do what he wants them to do, even if they don't benefit people in their state. It's a fucking mess, dude. This is exactly why we didn't want a president like this. We shouldn't have a president like this. All he wants to do is win. <clears throat> He's trying to act like this ain't no fucking thing. Okay. You're going to lose, man. You're going to fucking lose. Um, speaking of this shit, Trump, so Trump kind of slightly changing his tune. I was curious to see how the far right wingnuts reacted to that. And there's this one woman I've played clips of her before on the show. 
Uh, her name is Deanna Lorraine. She's the woman that challenged Nancy Pelosi for her seat. Uh, and fucking lost. But it kind of propelled her to some kind of infamy, I guess you should say, because she's a big, big believer in QAnon and other madman and madwoman shit. Um, and she had something to say about Trump wearing a mask. And in a way, this surprised me. But in another way, it's the least surprising thing ever. And I'm not going to sell it out. I'm going to I'm going to play it for you all right now. <clears throat> he has fallen into this trap. And I know that's not a popular opinion to say, but look, he just wore a mask a few days ago, which makes it that much more difficult for us people who understand the science and the health behind masks uh, to defend against that. Because now he's wearing a mask and all, all the media feel like he's submitted into it and he uh, and he and they won. You know, they're even saying the headlines. We won. You know, Trump finally wore a mask and bowed down, basically. So he um, he needs to. Step it up. I'm sorry, President Trump. You know I've been your biggest cheerleader since day one. But if you want to win this election, you cannot take our vote for granted. Absolutely not. He has fallen. There's one thing. There's one thing in there that I uh, that sticks out to me, and I'm going to play it back so we so we can focus on that part. One second. Stan, the science and the health behind masks uh, to mask a few days ago, which makes it that much more difficult for us people who understand the science and the health behind masks. Uh, for us people who understand the science and health behind masks. Here's the thing. And I hear a lot of this shit. I even have some friends who insist that this COVID shit is way out of proportion and purely political and actually unhealthy to wear a mask. But here's the thing. People like Deanna Lorraine and everyone else who's out there saying shit like this. If you're right, if they're right, why do they seem so fucking wrong? And if they're right about science, about the science of it, where are they getting their information? Because scientists and the medical community are saying the opposite. So if you're basing your opinion in science and pro the prominent scientists and doctors are saying not what you're saying, where the fuck is your science and medical info coming from? It's not coming from them. And what are your fucking credentials? You're one of the people who you're the person who knows about science and health. You who believes in fucking QAnon. I'm, I'm all about giving people the benefit of the doubt, hearing them out. But where's the reason I should listen to any of you? There is none. Would it be better for me in my life if it was bullshit? Yeah, because then I wouldn't wear a mask and wouldn't give a fuck. I'd walk around willy-nilly and fucking say fuck it. But that's not... No signposts are saying that. In fact, it makes me think of the uh, fucking Chuck Woolery <laughs> tweet. 
tweet from the other day? Uh, this is this is this is just like comedy writing. Okay, so Chuck Woolery um, went, tweeted something the other day that went viral. Chuck Woolery, if you don't know, uh, where his uh, medical expertise comes from, that would be from when he was the host of the Love Connection, the the old dating game TV show. So when he was host of the Love, the Love Connection. He was also obviously getting his medical degree. And he had this to say. And this was insanely shared. And I'd add retweeted. By the president of the United States. Which of course is why it got went so viral. Okay. Here it is. The most outrageous lies are the ones about COVID-19. Everyone is lying. The CDC. Media. Democrats, our doctors, not all but most, that we are told to trust. I think it's all about the election and keeping the economy from coming back, which is about the election. I'm sick of it. Well, that's medical expert Chuck Woolery. So if you're not going to take it from him, honestly, who the fuck are you going to take it from? But that's not even the funny part. Here's the funny part. And it's actually funny in like a oh for fuck's fucking sake kind of funny it's not like you're gonna laugh funny because it's fucking sad honestly and then so he writes this and then i'm gonna tell you the very best part after i read you this tweet to further clarify and add perspective covid19 is real and it is here my son tested positive for the virus and I feel, f- I feel for those suffering, and especially for those who have lost loved ones. So he spouts off at the mouth talking about how it's lies and bullshit. Then his son gets it. And then he fucking deletes his Twitter account. If there isn't more of a fucking retreat a tail-between-the-legs retreat than that? I don't know what the fuck it is. And here's another good part, actually. When Trump was asked about retweeting it... Yeah, I'm going to read the question, too, actually. The question he was asked was, you reposted a tweet yesterday saying that CDC and health officials are lying. You understand this is confusing for the public. So why? Do, so who do they believe? You or the medical professionals like Dr. Fauci? Oh, when I was asking what Fauci heads up, what, what um, department? It's the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Okay. And this is Trump's response. To that question, this is his response. Unfucking believable I didn't make a comment. I reposted a tweet that a lot of people feel, but all I am doing is making a comment. I'm just putting somebody's voice out there. There are many voices. There are many people that think we shouldn't do this kind of testing because all we do, comma, it's a trap. Actually, let me read that again. I didn't make a comment. I reposted a tweet that a lot of people feel, but all I am doing is making a comment. 
Let's just focus on that first, actually. So I'm going to eliminate the middle sentence. I'm going to eliminate the middle sentence to clarify one thing. These are his words. This is not manipulated at all, but I am I am eliminating the middle sentence, which is a manipulation. But these are his words. I didn't make a comment, but all I am doing is making a comment. I didn't make a comment, but all I am doing is making a comment. Okay. I mean, that's the kind of K that'll give you a fucking hernia. What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Also, that kind of shit, just re- you just retweet a thing a lot of people think? Why? That's not, an, that's not a defense. That's fucking a bullshit way out. Also, I didn't make a comment. All I did was make a comment. Huh? You're the source of everyone's fucking confusion. You're the root of it. You suck, dude. Um, all right. I'm going to take a break here. And I got some more good shit on the other side, namely about one of my favorite topics in all of the world. That would be QAnon. Uh, All right, I'll be right back. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm back. And they're going to talk about QAnon. This is something that is unfortunately not going away. And I believe, I do believe it's not ever going to go away. This has dawned on me recently. At first, I thought it was something that was just going to last as long as Trump lasted. But Trumpism also is not going anywhere. However you define Trumpism, that's not going anywhere. Trump might go somewhere, but Trumpism is absolutely here to stay. And if that's not depressing enough, so is QAnon. Because it's not... The one, the one thing I would point to as evidence of that is not just the fact that it's not going away, but it's growing. It's growing quite fast and also spreading around the world. I'm going to get into the last part in a little bit, but for now, I'm going to focus on America. There are 11, 11 Republican congressional nominees that vocally support or have voiced support for QAnon. 
This is an Axios article that I'm taking this from. They have a list of all 11. One is Lauren Boebert. Who actually beat someone that Trump endorsed. So this person's a fucking true wingnut. Gun rights activist and QAnon supporter defeated Rep. Scott Tipton in Colorado's June 30th Republican primary. Says she hopes QAnon is real because it only means America is getting stronger and better and people are returning to conservative values. Marjorie Taylor Greene emerged from last month's primary as the frontrunner heading into an August runoff for the Republican nomination for Georgia's 14th district, which is solidly Republican. She called Q a patriot in a 30-minute video in which she also professes the theory. House Republican leaders distanced themselves from Greene, who also made Islamophobic, racist, and anti-Semitic remarks. After her rhetoric came under greater scrutiny, establishment Republicans have pushed to shift support to her runoff opponent, John Cowan. Well, good fucking luck, because she's going to win. And she's probably going to be in Congress, because whoever the Republican candidate is, that person's going to win because of where it is. And then others are running in more Democratic, typically Democratic, uh, districts, but still won the primary to be the opponent of the Democrat. Angela Stanton King, Georgia's 5th district. Georgia, what's up? Just fucking running the QAnon game, huh? Posted a 12-minute video from a well-known QAnon promoter who states those who are corrupting the world will be permanently eradicated from the earth. Her primary was uncontested This is strange, and I didn't know this. She received a pardon from President Trump on February 18th for her 2004 conviction on federal conspiracy charges involving an auto theft ring. K. Mike Cargill, California. A hometown buddy. His Twitter bio includes the WWG1WGA hashtag, which, if that's not catchy, I don't know what is. Where we go one, we're, where we go one, we go all is what it stands for. He finished second in California's top two primary system to Democratic incumbent Norma Torres, who he will face in November. He told Axios only a fool would look at Washington at the Washington landscape and conclude that the president has no enemies inside the Beltway. Yeah, that's true, but that's not what we're combating here. We're combating. That you believe the QAnon conspiracy theory. Aaron Cruz, also of California, said, Those who believe in the theory have legitimate concerns. Allison Hayden, also in California. Her Twitter account has repeatedly tweeted the QAnon-connected hashtag Great Awakening. She defeated five other candidates and is running against Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell is known uh, outside of California. He briefly ran for president. And then more. 
Johnny Teague, Rob Weber, Phil Nice White, okay. Teresa Rayborn, Billy Prempe, Joe Ray Perkins. These are all actual candidates, not hopefuls. These are candidates running who on the ballot could win. So this shit is growing. Now, needless to say, you probably already know this, but Trump has retweeted QAnon Twitter accounts on multiple occasions. His son, Eric, that dazzler, uh, has also, I think on Instagram, supported the theory, promoted the theory, rather. So that's fucking cool. And then I read another article where it, there are groups influenced by uh, QAnon springing up across the world. There is a movement in Iran that has been spurred by QAnon. And they use the hashtag MIGA. Make Iran great again. Hmm. Okay. But the thing I've been thinking about QAnon lately, recently, this sort of dawned on me, crystallized for me, I should say. I voiced before, uh, I think in my episode with Bart Ehrman, and maybe in some solo episodes, my confusion as to how a religion or a belief system spreads. And I've come to the realization that I no longer need to be all that confused about how that happens. Meaning, how does it, how does Christianity go from Jesus and his disciples to the entire fucking Western world? Basically, how's that happened in just 2000 years? Or less, really. I mean, it didn't take a full 2,000 years at all. Where's the middle? How does it spread? Where's the beginning of the spread? How could something like that happen? How could mass delusion on such a scale take place? And I get the other arguments about why people think religion helps people, why people need religion. I get all that shit. I'm, I'm talking about actual fucking boots on the ground. How the fuck does it happen a new thing like this? Because there was at one point a world where everyone was like, Jesus who? That world existed 2,000 years ago. Who, Christ? And now, no one says Jesus who. Even non-Christians. Everyone knows Jesus and what he was about. I mean, Roughly. Except Christians. Some some Christians don't seem to know what Jesus was about. Um, but w- my confusion has always lied in how the fuck, what does the beginning of that look like? And I think we're seeing that now with QAnon. As the world becomes increasingly secular. Now I know there's a lot of crossover with um 
QAnon and Christianity. It's very rooted in this sort of redemptive comeuppance, um, doing away with the sinners and also um, corruption. Yeah, Babylon, that kind of shit. Um, it's a very biblical, but that doesn't sway me from this belief that what we're seeing here is the formation of what a new religion can look like in a secular world. There's no God, but there's God figures. There's Q, who is probably not even a fucking person. There's Trump, who is the figurehead of the movement, the face of it, even though he doesn't directly espouse it. He embraces it and certainly allows it. Um, even though the FBI labels it a potentially terrorist organization on their watch list, Trump would never, ever speak out against it because he knows who fucking butters his bread. But this, to me... I strongly believe that this is, this has the potential and is already sort of coming, this is already coming to fruition of being a replacement for older religions, one that works better in the secular world. You don't need to believe in some guy in the sky. You just need to believe in some supreme knower behind a keyboard. You don't need to believe in heaven and hell and angels and demons. You need to believe in a secret group that is being purely heroic, working behind the scenes to take down the corruption of Babylon, a.k.a. Washington. Drain the swamp. The Great Awakening. This is all biblical shit. So if you're anything like me, and you look at uh, a large group of people and wonder how the fuck they believe that, I'm going to get this wrong, but Joseph Smith encountered some talking snake and those snakes led him to Utah to settle there, to settle there for the Mormons. I'm getting that wrong, but basically that. Who gives a fuck? It's, 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 it's just as ridiculous, whatever the real story is, than the th as the thing I said. How do you go from anyone ever believing that to the massive Mormon population that exists now in just, I mean, that was the 1800s. That wasn't even nearly as long ago as the time of Jesus. If you're anything like me and you wonder how the fuck does that happen? Pay attention to this because I think that's what we're seeing. It's already bleeding into politics. It's bleeding into a lot of um, regular people's social circles and families. I hear a lot now of more of, of, well, I don't know if I believe it, but if it was true, oh man, than I did even a year ago from people I know and love. And I don't like that. But it's happening. 
And I, I just think people really, really are drawn to grand narratives in which they can feel like they uh, have some power in knowing and, and, and knowledge that they're on the right side of history. And, and logic and reason don't apply. And if you're wondering how that's possible, how logic and reason don't apply, look at any religion or cult ever. None of them apply logic. None of them apply reason. This, as absurd as QAnon is, it's not more absurd than Christianity or Islam or any sort of branches of either. Or any other major religion. It's not just about those two religions. They're all, what I'm saying is they're all the same, basically. Um, but that's, 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 that's where my head is on this shit right now. I think we're seeing the beginning of a religion. The mechanics of how a religion spreads and how a religion can spread in this world. One that is connected. The digital age. The secular world. There's some good fucking shit I've been seeing on right wing right wing watch lately. People are fucking out of their fucking mind. Also, QAnon supporters are staging an event outside the RNC in, in uh, Florida. Next month is the RNC. And there's going to be a QAnon event. Okay. Just everybody's losing their shit. This guy. This guy, is the, this is the thing I wanted to play. So this is Mark Taylor, the so-called firefighter prophet, uh, who is a big QAnon guy. Don't trust Kanye right now. People are saying, oh, he's a born-again Christian. Look, Kanye, we all know what it takes to get up that high, especially as a rapper. Rappers are the worst of the worst. And these guys will do anything, guys, unspeakable things to get to where they're at. There's no way Kanye is that high a level and hasn't done these some of these things. And, I, and again, I don't know what he's done. You know, I'm not trying to judge someone. I understand that he's been forgiven and forgotten all this stuff if he's done if he's truly been saved. The problem is, if you go to his Twitter feed, he is still giving Illuminati codes <laughs> yes. to, uh, tweets out. Yeah, and that's there's many facets to this, and I'm hoping that our a soon to be guest. Well, elaborate on that because when you are mind controlled, you are scattered. So there is probably a part of him over here that really wants to serve Christ, but there are other parts over here that are still serving the Illuminati at this point right now. All right, man. First of all, Kanye, who I talked about extensively in his presidential bid last week, already dropped out. So. Who gives a fuck? 
And, um, and also what he's saying is not true. I don't like Kanye at all. But what? These ones believe whatever the fuck fits their existing insane narrative. And sometimes it doesn't even have to fit. It's just like add a new level of insane. Like how come when he says he's a born again, he's not telling the truth. But everyone else who says they're a born again and I don't know, maybe wants to vote for Trump is, does mean it? Like who the fuck are you? Anyway, before... I go. And after that breaking news, Kanye West for president update. I wanted to talk about uh, this campaign. You know, I I haven't talked a lot about Ivanka Trump. In fact, I don't even know if I've mentioned her name one time on this podcast. I've talked about, obviously, Donald Trump. I've talked about Donald Trump Jr., who always looks like he's about to eat people. Uh, I talk about Eric Trump sometimes, who always looks like he's about to eat two people. But I never really talk about Ivanka. I'm not sure why. I guess I just don't really... She's always seemed a bit like the le- the least offensive. Um, but I that's not true. That's definitely not true. She she sucks, and she got herself caught up in this Goya thing, this Goya beans, which is that whole. F- I don't want to get all into that, but that needs to be mentioned. The the president, whatever the fuck, CEO of Goya beans. Goya Foods, whatever the fuck, spoke out very positively about Donald Trump and his presidency and God. And he happens to be Latino. People on the left really didn't like this. And there was immediately a campaign to cancel Goya. I would argue that that's going a little bit too far. They're fucking beans. And the guy owns a company and happens to like the guy who's president. Who the fuck cares? Plus now it's like this whole culture war thing. Now everyone on the right is like, buy Goya. And everyone on the left is like, boycott Goya. Boycott Goya. And I'm just sitting here like, who gives a fucking shit? This doesn't matter at all. But see, I think the right wins on shit like this. Ivanka posted a picture of her holding a can of Goya beans. Her dad, five-year-old Orange Beavis fucking posing at in the Oval Office with a bunch of Goya products laid out in front of him on his desk and him giving his dipshit thumbs up and smile. Now it's just a whole other distraction. Let the Goya guy like the president without left Twitter losing their fucking shit trying to cancel a massive beans company. Like, what the fuck? Keep your eyes on the fucking prize. 
Who gives a shit? Anyway, so now we got Goya beans in the fucking culture war conversation. Congrats, everybody. We did it. We got fucking, we're talking about beans now. When there's a pandemic. And in a fucking election year, we're talking about beans. Congrats, everybody. Anyway, the thing I wanted to talk about was this new thing she's doing. She's got a new, um, I don't know what you would even call it. Not a campaign. A, uh, a program. And the program, they're, they're calling it Find Something New. And I'll be uh, to give to give her the benefit of the doubt, which I don't want to do. But to give her and whoever else is operating this shit the benefit of the doubt, its intentions could easily have been spun well. Because the intention is simply, I mean, maybe I'm putting a good shine on this. I don't, I don't really know. But my understanding of it is that by its nature, it's not a bad thing. In fact, by its nature, it seems like it could be a very helpful thing. The program is meant to help people who have been put out of work due to the pandemic for whatever reason, some indirect, direct, whatever. If your job has been halted or impeded upon by the pandemic and you can't work right now, this program, the point of this is to help people find other jobs. But the fucking slogan, or maybe name of the program, but certainly the slogan for the program is... Find something new. Which is, it's like they all met in some room to come up with a slogan for it. And their objective was, how do we shoot ourselves in the fucking face to maximum effect on this one? How do we fuck ourselves in our own ass As quickly and efficiently as possible. And then and then what they arrived at after a long, arduous brain drain meeting, they came up with find something new. The most patronizing name possible. As if it's just As easy as taking a fucking stroll in the park. Find something new. Oh, you lost your fucking job? You can't feed your family? I mean, it's basically as dismissive as learn to code. Also, find something new. It's like a directive. You find something new. You are the one who's unemployed. You pick yourself up by the bootstraps and you find something new. How about no? How about talk to your fucking dad and give me my money? How about you fucking get your dad on the phone? Your dad who talks about your fucking tits on radio and touches and pats your ass on stage... 
get his attention, because I can't, and tell him to give me my money. And in the meantime, tell him to give us all our fucking money. Everybody's fucked right now. You guys are giving fucking loans and shit to massive companies. Give more money to people who can't fucking work. Don't tell them to find something new. Give them money. Give me my money. I mean, this is arguably the reason you're going to lose more than anything. If you really want to win, and I know that's all you want to do, Donald Trump, give me my money. It just seems so fucking simple to me. It really, really, really does. Give me me now. Don't tell us to find something new. Don't patronize us. Don't do anything else. Besides, give me me. Seems like as good a place as any to end it. Um... But yeah, just fucking give us more money. We're fucking dying out here. Almost no one can go to work. Not in the way they used to, at least. Not nearly. Most people, even if they can go to work, it's less work. Help, motherfucker. Stop acting like it ain't no fucking thing, because it is. Help. Give me my money. And you already gave me some money? Give me more money. And until you do, or even if you do, but definitely until you do, you fucking suck. All right, a lot of you have been sending me pics of you in my fucking merch, and nothing makes me happier. Uh, If you don't have your merch yet, you can find it at mattdelia.com slash store. And when you get it, you can take a picture of yourself in it and send it to me and make me happy. Because I know all of you listening, you really do want to make me happy. I, I just fucking know it. Uh, and that's the way. So uh, even if you don't do that, though, I still love you. I still greatly appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Uh, as I've alluded to over and over and over again, and certainly on this episode as well, there's a fucking pandemic going on. And I would like you to not become infected with the disease it gives you. So as much as you can, when you don't have to go to work and earn money to feed mouths, spy on. Stay safe, stay healthy, spy on. And I will talk to you next week. <laughs>